she's alive. Alive! What's up you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. This is Grace and I am here solo this week to deliver a very special Halloween short episode. Short like your girl. So what we will be talking about this week are the 10 most terrifying places on earth. Before I get into this though, I just wanted to say we missed it a couple weeks ago, but we had our first podcast birthday recently, and we just wanted to thank you all for listening and hearing our weird conversations. I don't know. Thank you for listening, and thank you for tuning in every week, and we can't wait to produce more and more spooky shit for you guys, so... Thank you for our very first year in of existence. Now, the 10 most terrifying places on earth. Does anyone remember that show that was hosted by Linda Blair? That was a great show. It was on like Fox Family before it was ABC Family before it was now what is it like Freeform? Stupid. <laughs> okay. But that show was the shit. I remember watching it when I was like 10 and being terrified and it was just the best. So I'm getting most of this from listfirst.com. <laughs> you know, one of those list websites. But I've read through them. They're pretty legit. And a lot of them I haven't heard of. So get excited. So there are places on this planet that are stranger than the most alien landscapes we have ever imagined. Places that make your skin crawl. Places that induce heavy breathing and paranoia before anything has even happened. We walk the dark, dusty steps of old castles and houses. We roam the halls of asylums and tunnels, hoping to glimpse something otherworldly. But sometimes we wish we wouldn't. Sometimes our curiosity gets the better of us in the beginning, and it is squashed by a feeling that no human ever wants to be familiar with. Absolute terror. Dun, dun, dun. We hear screams in the night, footsteps in the hall. We see shadows flit by and fogs take the shape of something eerily familiar. We breathe, we pray, we step lightly. We scream, we curse, we sprint. Some encounters are mysterious, others violent, all are terrifying. Why do we insist on investigating places such as these? Mere curiosity only gets us so far, and then we need a driving force embedded much deeper into our psyche in order to power on. Would you spend the night alone in one of these places? Mm -mm, let's see. Okay. So number 10 is the Riddle House. So, the Riddle House in Palm Beach County, Florida, was originally a funeral parlor. Oh, God. It always starts this way. Who's still shook from the haunting of Hill House? I know I am. 
I just want to watch it again and again. All right. Uh, the Victorian house was dismantled and rebuilt in Yesteryear Village of the South Florida Fairgrounds. In the 1920s, the house became privately owned by Carl Riddle. Joseph, one of the Riddle's former employees, committed suicide by hanging himself in the attic of the house. Joseph, for whatever reason, hated men. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And displays this hatred by attacking men who enter the attic. One man had a lid flung at his head, and men are now no longer allowed in the attic during tours. Other places in the house are haunted as well, with furniture being frequently moved. Number nine, Helltown. The northern part of Summit County in Ohio is known by the eerily blunt moniker Helltown. In the 70s, Boston Township was the site of a government buyout and subsequent mass eviction of citizens. The houses were intended to be torn down and the land used for a national park, but the plans never quite manifested. Legends spawned wildly, and who can blame the legend mongers? Hmm. <laughs> Driving through the dark wooded landscape was enough to give you chills when, even when it was populated, let alone when you have to drive by boarded-up houses standing next to the burnt-out husks of others. The local fire department used some of these buildings for practice. Geesh, that's a bummer. So, whether based on a kernel of truth or crooked up in the heads of creative visitors, the persistent legends of Helltown add to the creep factor. The steep Stanford Road drop-off, immediately followed by a dead end, is aptly named the end of the world. If you get stuck at this dead end for too long, according to ghost story enthusiasts, you may meet your end at the hands of many members of the endless parade of freaks patrolling the woods. Satanists, KKK members, an escape mental patient, an abnormally large snake, and mutants caused by an alleged chemical spill proudly march in this parade. If you stray from the roads, you may find Boston Cemetery, home to a ghostly man, grave robbers, and the quirkiest of all, a moving tree. Huh. This is totally random, but when I was little, McDonald's used to have these creepy, like, animatronic toys, or, like, sculptures inside of them, and one of them in one of the suburbs of Chicago was a tree. And, like, the tree would talk and move and you could, like, push buttons on it. I don't know. That's what made me think of that. But I love, <laughs> I love that they lop KKK members in with mutants and ghosts and devil worshippers. That, that made me laugh. They are just as evil. Uh, so, number eight is Stull Cemetery. Stull, Kansas, in a, is a tiny, unincorporated town in bumfuck nowhere. Er, pardon, Douglas County. This author, he's cheeky. I like him. Ten miles west of Lawrence and 13 miles east of Topeka puts it from anything resembling a large population center. The population of Stull is approximately 20 people. Wow. That's like smaller than my daughter's preschool class 
Uh, but don't let the deceptively quaint village fool you. A darker side lurks beyond the bushes and in the shadows. In the early 20th century, two tragedies rocked the tiny settlement. Please observe that these are not legend or folklore, but fact. First, a father finished burning a farm field only to find the charred corpse of his young son in the aftermath. Oh no. The second incident to occur was a man who went missing and was later found hanged from a tree. As far as legends go, the infamous cemetery is where you can find your fill of supernatural lore. The book Weird U.S. has this to say on Stull Cemetery. There are graveyards across America that go beyond merely being haunted and enter into the realm of the diabolical. They are places so terrifying that they say the devil himself holds court with his worshipers there. The cemetery on Emanuel Hill in Stull, Kansas is one of these places. Wow. Rumors exist stating that Stull Cemetery is one of the seven gateways of hell. Ooh, I wonder if, did we talk about that in our Gateways to Hell episode? Probably. I don't remember. While the old church is now demolished, many attempted to sneak in at night for a peek at the unsavory goings-on. But be warned, the police patrol heavily, especially on Halloween and the spring equinox. The place is supposed to be so unholy, in fact, that some claim Pope John Paul II refused to allow his plane to fly over eastern Kansas on a way to an appearance in Colorado. That'd be kind of hard to do, though. You'd have to go, like, all the way up to Idaho. Yikes. Um, The validity of this last claim is up for debate. Well, yeah, no shit. But none can deny that legend or not, Stull Cemetery is a terrifying place to be. Number seven. The Ridges. Originally known as the Athens Lunatic Asylum, the Ridges was renamed after the state of Ohio acquired the property. Man, lots of Ohio's spooky places, I guess. I don't know much about it. Hmm. Um, the hospital saw hundreds of lobotomies and often declared masturbation and epilepsy to be the causes of insanity in patients. That's really sad. The Terror. Athens, Ohio is listed as the 13th most haunted place in the world, as per the British Society of Psychical Research. Whoa. I had no idea. The nearby Ohio University, which currently owns the most of the property which the Ridges is located, is said to be heavily haunted. The notorious rapist with dissociative identity disorder, Billy Mulligan, was housed at the facility for years. The most famous story, however, is of the 54-year-old female patient who ran away and was missing for six weeks. She was found dead in an unused ward. She had taken off all of her clothes, neatly folded them, and laid down in the cold concrete where she subsequently died. Through a combination of decomposition and sun exposure, her corpse left a permanent stain on the floor, which is still visible today. Her spirit now haunts the abandoned ward. Did they just, like, not 
check that part of the hospital? I'm, that's so sad. Maybe it was like cordoned off or something. Okay, so number six, Humberstone and La Noria. These two abandoned mining towns in Chile were recently featured on an episode of the sci-fi channel show Destination Truth. Oh, and by recent, this was written a while ago, so probably not that recent. Um, in 1872, the town was founded as a saltpeter mine, and business boomed. However, after several heavy blows, including the Great Depression, the business declined and then collapsed in 1958, and the town of Humberstone and its surrounding towns were abandoned by 1960. Treatment of workers in both towns bordered on slavery, and now the towns are standing derelict. It is rumored that the ghost, the, de- <laughs> the dead, I mix dead and ghost. Yeah. It is rumored that the dead of the La Noria Cemetery rise at night and walk around the town, and ghostly images fre- frequently show up in photographs in Humberstone. These towns are so terrifying that the residents of nearby Lequique, or IQEQ, I don't know, it's I-Q-U-I-Q-U-E, you sound it out, refuse to enter them. The former residents never left and can be seen walking around, and, children's have, and children have been heard playing. The cemetery of La Noria, regardless of whether its occupants actually walk at night, contains open graves where there are bodies are fully exposed, leaving you to wonder why. Is it ghosts or is it grave robbers? I'm guessing grave robbers. <laughs> Um, number five is the Byberry Mental Asylum. The Philadelphia State Hospital at Byberry, or known simply as Byberry, was the poster image for patient maltreatment. The hospital, in its most popular form, was founded in 1907 and was known as the Bayberry Mental Hospital. It exceeded its patient limit quickly, maxing out at over 7,000 in 1960. Make note about mental health priorities still being an issue in the United States. Just wanted to drop that right in there. Maybe it's time we change something, huh? Maybe. Anyway, it housed anything from the mentally challenged to the criminally insane. Due to its atrocious conditions and the subhuman treatment of its patients, the hospital was closed and abandoned in 1990. Fuck. That was the year I was born. That's terrible. It has since become a nuisance for the neighborhood as it is a breeding ground for vandals, arsonists, Satanists, and urban explorers. It was demolished in 2006 in spite of the fear of spreading asbestos. Which is what kept it standing for 16 years. Cheese. Mesothelioma, y'all. No joke. The terrifying aspect of this location isn't so much its hauntings or the unsavory characters that lurked after dark, although you would have been wise to be wary of both while exploring the building. The terror here comes from the facts of how the hospital was run. 
human excrement lined the hallways, which was also where many of the patients slept. The staff was abusive and frequently exploited and harassed patients. One person had a tooth pulled with no Novocaine, while another was killed and dismembered a female patient. Although, what? Although the killer, Charles Gable, was never found, the victim's body was found strewn across the property. Her teeth were found being played with by another patient. Holy shit. Who hasn't written this movie? Someone needs to write this movie. It's very sad, but hey, great movie. As the hospital was in the process of clothing, two released patients were found dead in the Delaware River two successive days after their release. Perhaps the gate in Stull Cemetery opens here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's a reach. Um, but you think about it. So in 1990, this place is so overcrowded. Only so many patients can get transferred. I'm sure the criminally insane went to prison or whatever, but the rest, they literally just let go into the streets. Just really, really upsetting. Okay, so number four is Leap Castle. While this Irish castle is perhaps the most popular location featured on this list, it is worth recapping the long and often gruesome history. Although it was built by the O'Bannons in the late 15th century, the castle was taken over by the ruling O'Carrolls, to whom the O'Bannons were subject. After the death of Mulrooney O'Carroll, this is so Irish, a fierce rivalry erupted, culminating in two brothers struggling for control. One of the brothers, a priest, was brutally murdered in his own chapel, in front of the family, by the other brother. This chapel is now known as the Bloody Chapel for obvious reasons. Many people were held prisoner and even executed at the castle. The castle is rumored to be haunted by a vast number of spirits, including a violent hunched beast known only as the Elemental. Ooh, it is most recognized by the accompanying smell of rotting flesh and sulfur. While renovating the castle, workers discovered an obulet, which is a dungeon accessible only through a ceiling hatch into which prisoners are thrown, then forgotten and left to die. This particular obliette contained three cartloads of human remains and was filled with spikes to impale those thrown into its depths. Ooh, that's some Game of Thrones shit. Not the best. Alright, number three is Shades of Death Road. This New Jersey road winds through seven miles of countryside, and along that stretch it gives us no definitive clues as to the origin of its eerie name. For those wondering, Shades of Death is not a nickname given by the locals, but it is, in fact, the road's official moniker. I was wondering, I was like, are we being dramatic here, or is this, like, on a map? (laughs) While the explanation for its highly unusual name has been lost, many theories abound. Some say that murderous highwaymen would rob and kill those along the road. Others say the reason was because of violent retaliations by the locals against the very same highwaymen, resulting in their lynched corpses being hung up as a warning. Jeez, God, 
times are crazy, y'all. They're still crazy. Um, some attribute it to three murders that occurred in the 20s and 30s. The first murder saw a robber beating his victim over the head with a tire iron. The second saw a woman decapitate her husband and bury the head and the body on separate sides of the road. <laughs> oh, shit. She must have been pissed because then it's like, yeah, how's it feel getting run over every day for the rest of eternity? Yikes. Third murder consisted of poor Bill Cummins being shot and buried in a mud pile. Some attribute it to the massive amounts of fatal car crashes, while others consider it the fault of viscous... I think they meant to spell vicious. The fault of vicious wildcats from a nearby bear swamp. The most likely explanation, however, is that malaria-bearing mosquitoes terrorized the locals year to year, and the remoteness of the area prevented good medical attention from being prominent in the area. This supported by the fact that in 1884, most of the swamps in the area were drained. Drain the swamp! Drain the swamp, y'all! Gruesome history and spooky name aside, you have much to fear along this byway. South, south of the I-80 overpass lies an officially unnamed lake that most will tell you is called Ghost Lake. This lake is frequently the home of specter-like vapors, and the sky is supposed to be unusually bright no matter what time of night you are there. As per the name... The ghosts of the highwaymen's victims roam the area, and they are most frequent in the abandonment cabin across the lake. The dead-end road, known as Lenape Lane, is home to thick fogs and apparitions. You may be chased off the road by a white light. I'll let this Wikipedia detail the most disturbing aspect of the road. One day during the 1990s, some visitors found hundreds of Polaroid photographs scattered in the woods just off the road. They took some and shared them with Weird New Jersey, which published a few of them as samples. Most of the disturbing images showed a television changing channels. Others showed a woman or woman blurred and somewhat difficult to identify, lying on some sort of metal object conscious but not smiling local police began the investigation after the magazine ran an item with the photos but the remainder disappeared shortly after ooh we'll have to try and find one so number two is the tool slang genocide museum fuck um welcome to Phnom Penh Cambodia home of the tool slang genocide museum this former high school was converted in 1975 to Security Prison 21 by the Khmer Rouge. The prison was used as a base to torture and murder prisoners. Most of the prisoners were former soldiers and government officials from the Lan Nau regime. However, the Khmer Rouge leader's paranoia soon caught up with them, and they began shipping people from their own ranks to the prison. Many prisoners were tortured and tricked into naming their family and associates who were then in turn also arrested, tortured, and murdered. Oh my gosh. 
the ghosts of the estimated 17,000 victims of Tsalsang uh, continue to roam the halls, and odd happenings around the place are often attributed to them, and it isn't hard to see why. Most were forced to confess to crimes they didn't actually commit. Although most victims were Cambodians, many foreigners fell victims to the death machine, including Americans, French, a New Zealander, a Brit, Australians, Arabs, Indians, Pakistanis, and Vietnamese. Only 12 people are thought to have survived. Holy shit. To close the entry on this sad story, I'll leave you with an actual security regulations. The 10 rules all prisoners had to abide by. All imperfect grammar is said in context due to poor translation. Number one, you must answer accordingly to my question. Number two, don't try to hide the facts by making pretexts to this and that. You are strictly prohibited to contest me. Number three, don't be a fool, for you are a chap who dares to thwart with the revolution. Number four, you must immediately answer my questions without wasting time to think. Five, don't tell me about your immoralities or the essence of the revolution. Number six, while getting lashes or electrification, you must not cry at all. Number seven, do nothing, sit still, and wait for my orders. If there is no order, keep quiet. When I ask you to do something, you must do it right away without protesting. Number eight, don't make pretext about Kampuchea Kram in order to hide your secrets or traitor. Hmm. If you don't follow all of the above rules, you shall get many lashes of electric wire. If you are to disobey at any point of my reg regulations, you will either get 10 lashes or 5 shocks of electric discharge. Shit. Those are some horrifying rules. All right, and number one to leave you with the spooky information on All Hallows' Eve are the Catacombs of Paris. Duh. <laughs> I was going to do a dun-dun-dun, but I think we all knew. So, the seemingly infinite tunnels that run below the streets of Paris should not be confused with the catacombs of Paris, the infamous underground ossuary. Although the mines are often laid... Oh, so these aren't the catacombs. These are the mines of Paris. Interesting. Okay, so color me wrong. Uh, the mines were used to dig out minerals from Paris's varied sediment. The location where Paris was, um, where Paris is, was submerged for millions of years, and the tunnels are what got left behind. The mines are now unkempt, unpatrolled, and unsafe. As far as legends go, ancient cults and creatures patrol the depths. Spirits dwell in the infinite shadows, and if one wanders deep enough and survives, they may even enter Hades itself as far as reality goes. Those legends can take a back seat. The tunnels stretch for close to 600 kilometers throughout the Parisian underground, and most of them are unmapped. 
Saying it is easy to get lost is an understatement. It is nearly impossible not to get lost. Many parts of the catacombs are hundreds of feet below sea level. Some hallways are flooded or are so narrow you have to crawl through them. There are holes that drop hundreds of feet and manholes that are unreachable, luring an unwary urban explorer with false promises of freedom. Oh, that sucks. The infinite underground maze absorbs sound, mutes it, making it unlikely you'll hear anybody yelling for help, even if they're not very far away. Or worse yet, making it unlikely someone will hear you. Thousands of human bones litter the tunnels due to the overcrowding in many, Paris's, many of Paris's cemeteries. Weird paintings adorn the walls. Are they ancient? Are they new? Are they warnings or pleas for help? If you have claustrophobia, you will want to avoid the mines at all costs. If you don't have claustrophobia, you probably will after a trip through the mines. Bring plenty of batteries, backup flashlights, clean water, a friend, and say a prayer before entering the mines of Paris. You will need them all. Uh, and in my humble opinion, just don't go. Just don't go and watch um, As Above, So Below instead. You know, you get the full experience. Well, I just wanted to say thank you again for listening. We hope you have the happiest and spookiest Halloween. I know Ellie and I are going to that crazy haunted house where they drop you off in the middle of the woods. We're pumped on that. Thanks for listening and creep it real. Bye. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see this our town of Halloween. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, folk can scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween.